give us a little jingle. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Student Life of Plymouth. Uh, this episode was all about clearing, so um, understanding the process um, and how it can help lots of different students in lots of different situations. Really quite enjoyed this one. It was it was a really good way to sort of get the, ma- the main message out, which is to not panic and, and don't worry about things. Um, there's always an option for you and clearing is a really good way to help you. So good luck and hope you enjoy this one. Um, so yeah, good morning. Thanks for coming. Um, so yeah, the Clearing Podcast today, we've got um, Georgie, who works in the team with me. We've got Matt McCracken, who has worked at the Clearing Call Centre for us for quite a few years. And we've also got Christina Kwong, a student. What is your What is your course, Christina? What are you studying? So I study biomed, biomedical Yeah, and what year are you in? And I'm in second year. Sweet. And you came through Clearing, didn't you? Yes, I did. So do you want to give us a little bit about your experience through clearing and just journey, as it were? Um, (laughs) Yeah, so um, it was on results day um, 2020. So COVID year, um, I didn't do my exams. um, So I got my results and I didn't meet the offer that I originally got. And yeah, ends up missing my firm choice for medicine. So um, yeah, I was devastated. I didn't know what to do. And then yeah, options were to take a gap year and redo my A levels, or to um, go through clearing, um, which I thought was a better option because I kind of just wanted to get away from home. I was a bit bored of sick form and just school life. So. Um, I thought, yeah, clearing, that's the option to go. So then I rang up a few unis that day and I'm um, just frantically like looking at all the different courses that I can possibly do. And then um, came to Plymouth, like saw the website, I saw the course and it looked, it looks good. I was like, yeah, I'll um, ring them up and see. Yeah, everything was really good. Like all the questions I had were answered really well. Um, the student ambassador was really helpful and informative as well so that was really good and then so yeah after deciding for a few days I chose Plymouth. Nice so yeah you could have you could have been speaking to Matt maybe were you working in 2020? I was indeed yes (laughs) that was the that was the fun year. (laughs) Yeah Yeah, that was that was I was working that one as well It 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 was interesting wasn't it? I, I enjoyed it. I, I I especially enjoyed the original, what was it, two weeks that we had set up and it ended up being, what, six or eight weeks in total that yeah. we went on for? Yeah, it did draw. Was, uh, and that was the traumatic year when they decided to change the um, sort of, ha- well, after the first day, I think we went live, didn't, didn't they? They said that they were going to use the predicted grades instead of the actual grades which was great seeing you guys running up and down frantically going crazy. Yeah, that was, um, that was quite emotional. <laughs> Did that affect you, Christina, when they changed? Because obviously, yeah, they said they, they were going back to make those predicted. So did that affect your, because you went through clearing in that way? Yeah, it affected it a lot, actually. So, um, because 
well for my school they didn't even use predictors it was more like assessments and teachers well teachers teachers prediction but like assessments from ages ago and then yeah it was quite like i think for my school it's quite unfair on a lot of the students but i think it differs with students as well yeah definitely in terms of your plan so um you found out did you find out on a level results day that you you didn't get the grades and then that's when you started to look at other universities and, and go through clearing them yeah so it was on the day on results day that i found out but i did do a tiny bit of research beforehand there's like parents friends that was like oh you need like a backup plan just in case so um yeah before results day i did do a tiny bit of research but not an awfully lot and then most of the research work was on the day actually of results day just going through all the possible um courses i can go on in terms of like who you spoke to on the day then um how do you think they not like an, an assessment i'm not trying to get any dirt on them but how did they how did that call handler the person on the phone help you um in terms of the way they were speaking and, and things um so the person i was on the phone to was super friendly i remember that being like one factor why i chose plymouth actually because um out of like all the different unis and Plymouth specifically like the person was just super friendly um was very like just bubbly energy I can just feel it over the phone if you get what I mean very um helpful as well I had a few questions I wanted to ask all of them were answered and then if any of the questions couldn't be answered um he um passed me on to the correct person to speak to and yeah it's just really helpful and then yeah my offer came in afterwards immediately which was very reassuring um especially when i was just like i didn't know what was happening that day so that was really good yeah. um and then matt do you think that's like comes down to part of the training that we give or do you think that's just because you're in that situation you want to give people great news i i think it's a bit of both to be honest um i mean obviously going through training what was it three years ago four years maybe even four years ago oh god um it's it's you guys obviously want us to be our own personalities but then represent the uni um so it's finding that happy balance of you know I used to sort of I, I didn't come through clearing myself but I'm a mature student so if I had the experience of going through clearing how would I want to be treated how would I want someone to talk to me how, you know, if my if I didn't get the results that I needed or if I got better results, for example, they're two different ends of the spectrum. And it you kind of, you talk to, I know it's one of those cliche things, you talk to others how you want to be spoken to. But again, if you can tell someone, oh, don't worry, everything's fine. We can we can find something or we can help you with, with this. Um, it, it gives you sort of just that little internal yay factor. Um, which you guys go, you you guys in, in training always used to go on about it. You know, you, you're here to help students. You're here to, as a student ambassador, that is your role for the university is to help students and, and you know, and, and confirmation clearing call centres is, is all about helping prospective students. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, yeah, that is the whole purpose of the job is to help students, give them more opportunities when they could have some unhappy news as it were mm. <laughs> um did you have any like really tough calls that you can think of that, um... 
<laughs> um, there, there were a couple. There were a couple when, obviously, there are going to be those occasions when you, you, you just can't help. You, you can't sort of... I, I remember the first year I was doing it, and there was one particular person that, that really, for whatever reason, they just didn't do well in their A-levels. And even though we were giving them options of, oh, you could do this, you could do a foundation year, et cetera, they didn't want to do a foundation year, for example. Um, and, and at that point, when it's kind of the last resort, I, I believe they went to a different university, admittedly. Um, but for them in that, that situation, the, the things that we were offering weren't, weren't for them, which is fine. But it's, it's always hard when you, you sort of come away from a call and you're like, oh, you know, I, I, I wanted to help more, but you, you just physically can't. So, yeah, that's part of it as well. Like you could offer them like what you think is the best course. Yeah. They've got the grades at that point, but it might not be the right course for them. Like they've exactly. seen somewhere else and something just might not click with that. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's a really good point of being like on the on the phones with them is is trying to match them to the right course, not just trying yeah. to like yeah. right, we need to get as many students in to fill these. It's not about that. It's finding the right match. Yeah. Any happy calls? <laughs> no, well, most most calls are happy calls. Um, I remember one call actually. It was a student. Um, she, again, she didn't come to Plymouth, bless her. Um, she went to a a different university, um, but it was during obviously the twenty twenty year sort of entry year um, where everything was all up, up in arms and and everybody was a bit unsure. And she she phoned up and she was so unsure and so nervous and and basically. You know, she didn't know what to do. And I spoke to her for a good, I think it was about an hour and 20 minutes, which you would normally probably shout at me for. Um, but it was it was a worth it call. Um, but it was an hour and 20 minutes. And then I passed her through to the admissions tutor for biomed. Um, obviously, being a biomed student myself, I sort of focused down that route. And I believe the admissions tutor, Faisal, at the time was on the phone for, again, another hour. And she emailed you know, the next day, just saying how grateful she was for, you know, us talking to her and explaining the situation and and things like that. Um, again, unfortunately, she didn't come to Plymouth. She went to a different university, but it gave her that sort of boost to, you know, potentially go on to a different course or a different pathway, yeah. um, which is always, again, it's, it's always nice to, it's not so much gratification for what you've been doing, but it's nice to hear that what you've done has helped someone. Yeah, it's been completely worthwhile. And yeah, yeah. In some way. So <laughs> you mentioned about the time, but um, I think we, I always think that the length of the time isn't too much of an issue. Like you were saying, you spent like an hour and 20 potentially on the phone. And yeah. Some, some people you can do a clearing call in like five or 10 minutes, but it, it really depends on the person. Like it's yeah, not yeah. how much time you spend on the phone. But since they were on the conversation, how, how long were your, were your phone calls, Christina, with the different unis that you spoke to? Oh, um, I think it really varied. Um, some were probably like an A5, 10 minutes. Um, some I would probably say half an hour. I don't really remember too much, actually, because I feel like that day was just quite frantic. Um, I'd probably say like average, um, maybe... 15 20 minutes to half an hour yeah that's a good time and I think sometimes when you 
we, we've had it with um, like students, probably like yourself, Matt, that if they phone up and it's, it's about your course, you want to be passionate. You want to give them all yeah. the information. Like this is what happens in first year. You're going to love this. this, this. And the call does go on for longer. And we, that, we're totally okay with that. Oh yeah, you do. You do get excited, even with other courses, though, because obviously you're not sort of you're going to be doing working in the call center. You you range from loads of different courses, um, but like you've said, as soon as it comes to the course that you're studying, you're, you're sating on it. You're like, oh, you know, this is a great course. It can lead to this, or you can go on to do that, or you know. That's the good thing about having students run the call center rather than like staff, like me and Georgie, um, because obviously we go to a lot of UCAS events. So we need to know like almost all the courses, but just like little nuggets about each, but then yeah. having you guys on there that know quite a lot about all the courses, but then you can go really in depth on like one or two and help quite a lot of people like that. So yeah, I, th I think it's ideal. Do you think it would have made a difference for you, Christina, if you spoke to a, a student ambassador or a staff member, or do you think I don't know how, how many of the universities you spoke to and how, how they differed. Um, I think speaking to a student ambassador would be more beneficial actually because um, like they're studying at the unis themselves so they like know what it's like being a student um, whereas like a staff where they work there, um, so where they do know the uni but it's just like different because while well, being a student you get to experience like student life and like um all of that um accommodation and what it was like for them you know being on call to a student ambassador you can ask them about stuff like that um which would be more useful than asking the staff i would assume yeah like you said we know the buildings and what the courses are but we do not get the experience at all so i i think it's yeah same as you like ideal to have students there and Matt, you probably agree as well, don't you? <laughs> it, is, it is a lot of fun with students, especially when we have the competitions or whatnot. I, again, during 2020, we couldn't do the um, great, you know, um, confirmation clearing bake-off. But okay. uh, 2019, that was, a, that was a good year for baked goods. Yeah. Yeah, we need to... I'll bring it up in the next Thursday meeting. <laughs> make, make the competition comes back. Hopefully, hopefully baking's okay now. We should be all right. <laughs> cool. So I've got a few little things here. Students applying to UCAS through, through the normal cycle. How many students do you think applied um, in 2021? Um, so I'll take like both your answers and then tell you who's the closest and you get a point. I'll give you a clue. It's, it's under 1 million. All the pressure. <laughs> So that's, that's people that apply to Plymouth through the standard UCAS pathway. Uh, or no, is that uh, through everyone? Yeah, every, every, oh. UK university. Ooh. It's hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say mm, 700,000. Okay, 700,000. I was thinking like higher, but I was thinking like 850,000. <laughs> Okay, so Matt gets the point there. So we are in 2021. The number of students that applied to university in the UK was 682,010. There's quite a lot. There's quite a lot of students going to university, and I think there's over like universities and colleges. I think there's just over like 300, something like that. So 
there's quite a lot of students to spread around all of those. Oh, yeah. Just in first year as well. And then obviously you've got second and third years that are already there and like masters. So it's, it's very but that, that's a, that's a really good thing, isn't it? More people wanting to obviously go and get higher education. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so the next one. So of those students, how many of them released themselves into clearing? This is this is students that had the grades for their university and then decided, no, I don't want to go to that university anymore. I want to go through clearing. It's under 100,000. <laughs> I'll narrow it down for you. Christina, I will, I will let you go first if you want to. <laughs> okay. Um... There's more pressure going first, is there? <laughs> Maybe like 55,000. Cool, 55. And Matt? I'm trying to base it on the amount of calls that we just had alone. Um, and I mean, if this is the whole... Uh, I'm going to go to 80,000. 80,000. Cool. So Christina gets the point with that one. So there were 28,030 students who had an offer, but then released themselves into clearing. And that was just last year alone. So, yeah, it's, so clearing is quite a big part of the university application now. It's just under, I think it's just around 4% of students then that had offers and then decided... I'm changing my mind. <laughs> cool. And then we'll go for, so we're going to our call centre now. So Matt might, he might know a little bit more of this. It's a bit of a... <laughs> You're so mean. Don't put more pressure on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have slept since then, so I'm, I'm, I'll let you off. Um, okay, so just in our call centre at the University of Plymouth, how many calls did we take throughout the whole period of clearing? So it was... Last year, I think it was about four weeks. So how many calls in total did we take at the University of Plymouth? I don't know why, but for me, 6,000 seems to be quite a round number, but I don't... I, I, that is a round number, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say 6,000, I think. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I really don't know. Like, I don't even know how many there'll be in an hour, to be honest. So, um, I don't know, 5,000? <laughs> 5,000. Okay, so we've got 6,000 and 5,000. So we took, at the end of clearing, 15,000. <laughs> so three times the amount. So you're both pretty close to each other, though. So I don't know if I can give Matt a point there. Being a third he is I, think, I think we should both get a point, admittedly. Yeah, okay. So that means you're drawing. Um, oh no hold on was i thinking potentially the first two weeks or the first week may have been about six thousand well i've got i've got call numbers for the first day so on a love results day um but yeah if i just so the fifteen thousand calls if you average those out that was 500 calls per day mm. if you averaged them out so just at the university of plymouth on a level results day how many calls did we take on that day so this is this is the biggest day. This is the big yeah. This is our you know, busy day. The highest number of calls on this day. I want to say twelve hundred. Maybe. Wait, so five thousand was overall. Did you no fifteen thousand overall? So that's five hundred per day, but that's an average. Average, okay. 
Yeah. Um, A level results day is the biggest day. So. Thirteen thousand eight hundred. Cool. So the the actual number of calls on A level results day was two thousand six hundred forty eight. So I'm not sure what that that is per hour, but it's a lot of calls. <laughs> um, so we have about 80, 80 student ambassadors in the call center. So yeah, if you have to think they're taking. 15 minute calls so four of those an hour so four times 80 160 320 an hour roughly very quick maths <laughs> cool so yeah i think um i think matt was the closest there so matt wins the numbers game <laughs> only just so and they were very very tough because you had to pick a random number out of that <laughs> yeah everyone's a winner Everyone's yeah. a winner. <laughs> Something I probably should have gone through at the start. Um, it's on the UCAS website and it's the eligibility things for clearing. Um, just so people listening, uh, they'll know if they will be eligible for clearing. So the first one is you will be eligible for clearing if you haven't met the conditions of your offer. Um, so this was what, Christina, this is what you, you, uh, you sat under that one, didn't you? So you didn't meet the the grades, is that right? Yeah. So then you were able to go into clearing. Like I said, ended up here. Magical plumbing. <laughs> and then the other one is you're eligible for clearing if you haven't made a UCAS application this year. Um, and so that was actually my brother um, came through clearing that way. So he left uh, college and went to work for a couple of years um, and then decided halfway through the year <laughs> that he wanted to come to university and obviously the January deadline had, was long past at that point um, but he already had his grades from college so he just needed to find a university and obviously just applied through clearing and, and was able to get through there so so that was his situation so he hadn't made an application um, and the final one you are eligible for clearing if you haven't received any offers or none that you want to accept um, so that is if no university offered them a place and they're able to go into clearing to find a place. Um, and then, yeah, the other things that you can do in clearing now is release yourself into clearing. Um, so that's, um, yeah, if you're holding an offer and you decide you don't want to go there anymore, um, then you can do that. The bits I had to get out of the way <laughs> that I probably should have done at the start. But yeah, if we go back to like a few stories, just because they're quite fun. Um, I was doing a bit of research for this podcast and I found a news article and I won't name the university. Uh, it doesn't matter too much anyway, but say at a university um, in the call centre, one parent offered a financial donation as they pleaded for a, for a place. <laughs> the university had to remind them that bribery doesn't work. <laughs> so Matt, did you have any bribes when you were working on yours? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not allowed to say. Um, no, no, of course not. Very nice no. new conservatory you've got there, though, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, um, it, it's one of those things where I think, I don't know, I, I honestly, I never even, nobody even, I know people joked about it and whatnot, but I don't think I've ever had anyone seriously go like, oh, if I made a donation to the university or if I made a donation to you, could you get me into university? <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not like getting into a club one night. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, God. 
I, don't, I genuinely I honestly don't know what I would do if, if if I was on the phone to start I would probably start laughing which is really uh, it, you know unprofessional but I don't know what I would do in that situation no I, I mean I know so. I know what morally I would do like I'm sorry no that's that's a silly idea but <laughs> I think I'd be the same as you I think I'd be really really struggling to hold back it yeah <laughs> did you ever get to the Christina did you ever get to the point where you thought you might have to bribe people <laughs> not to that point but probably nearly <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never came to that <laughs> um cool I've got um less of a game more just um another little thing so more like a true or false or a bit of like myth busting um about clearing um, so these are like typical questions that students might ask and christine coming through clearing might get all of these correct <laughs> um so the first one um there's no there'll be no accommodation left for me through clearing if i come through clearing so do we think that's true or false i think it's false i can actually help out with this one as well Nice. Oh, yeah. Georgie, you worked in the accommodation call centre last year, didn't you? I did. It was really good fun. Nice. Um, what accommodation options do people have um, coming through clearing that? So there's like a few options that you do have. So obviously, come through university, owned halls of residence, or if there aren't any rooms available, then we'd pass students on to the private halls providers that we work quite closely with and all that information can be found on our website anyway but we had basically like a massive spreadsheet um with all the rooms that we had available so it told us if they were single sex flats if they were shared bathroom or ensuite facilities it would also tell us um if they were like mature students so if you apply through you know university when you're applying for halls you can put preferences and it's the same for clearing as well so if you do have preferences or requirements um, or accessibility needs or anything like that uh, make sure that you communicate those across and we can try and um, match them up for you but we did have um, a few occasions where we didn't have rooms available but we could put them on a wait list so that way you know we'd come back to them if someone pulled out um, of making you know that decision for their room um, and then they could basically be offered the room and if they could wanted it they accepted it if not they'd say oh thank you I found something else um but you know you can pass you can take me off the wasting list and pass it on to someone else yeah it's good that we have a, a whole separate accommodation section so yeah when you finish with your clearing call we transferred you over to the yeah, Georgie's in Georgie's team there and then they can help did you go through um to that call center as well Christina or did you get the email later yeah I think I did yeah I think like some of the questions I had was like based around like accommodation so I think I was passed on to the accommodation call centre and then yeah they answered all my questions as well which was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Going back to, the, to having students come through I actually had someone I knew come through on the accommodation um, clearing it was um, the uni that I went to um, they ended up dropping out and uh, just because the course wasn't right for them and they actually came through clearing and was actually speaking to one of our ambassadors and we put them through halls which was really funny when I saw them the next time so yeah it's, it's really like funny when things like that happen because you're like oh my god no way yeah that's my, such a small world yeah <laughs> And you hadn't even like spoke to them before that sure. no not at all I was like catching up with them when I saw them next and I was like oh my god like you were calling my ambassadors I was probably like standing behind just checking the calls are okay <laughs> that's really cool nice um so the next one 
people treat you differently because you came through clearing. So yeah, first-hand experience. Do we think that's true or false, Christine? False. <laughs> nice. I think people really just don't care whether you come through clearing or not. I mean, at the end of the day, you're just all like studying the same course, so like really didn't get treated differently. Yeah, and just as a like side note, there like lecturers don't get told who comes through clearing or who didn't. Like as soon as you enroll, you are exactly the same student as anyone else. So it really makes no difference. No one knows unless you tell them. Um, and then the other one, so you need to have applied through UCAS earlier in the year to be eligible for clearing. Well, I mean, I already answered that one with my little facts earlier about my brother. Um, so, oh, I do have a number though. So a record 19,000 students, 19,640 applied through clearing without having made an application earlier that year. Big numbers. That's a lot more than I thought it would have been. Yeah, I would have assumed like yeah, a couple of thousand or something, but 19,000. I'm Googling all these numbers right now, Joe. <laughs> Fact check. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have, you, um, have you checked if I'm right? <laughs> I'm only joking. Of course I'm not. I, I don't know. I, I, believe, past you. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I won't put it past you. You've been one of my managers for many years. Of course I'm going to believe you. Are you working clearing this year, Matt? Hopefully I will. I, I should be starting a PhD by that time. So, you know, I'll, I'll still be eligible. Nice. Um, yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. Because you've done it so many years, it's easy for you to then help train other people in the call centre, um, which is always a bonus. Mm, really? <laughs> you, you trust me? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool so the only th the only other thing i was going to mention is um more just like those facts that i have to get in is um ucas have um slightly changed something on the application side um, and that's called so it used to be called ucas track where you track your application they've changed that to ucas hub now um but you can still track your application through hub they're just sort of rebranding it and it does like a few other extra things in there um, and then another thing I read um, is called UCAS Match. And if you get, log in on um, A-Level Results Day and then you see that you didn't get your place, um, then you could be eligible for something called UCAS Match, which sounds like Tinder for university profiles, <laughs> like courses. And so you log in and they'd say, do you want this course <laughs> instead because you didn't make this course? And so then you would almost just say yes or no and then they'll pop up another one. And they've like done something. So they, they work the algorithms like um, with your grades and what you're eligible for, your points, um, and then look at all these other courses that are available at universities and then try and do loads of matches. Um, so that's new this year. Which, which way would you swipe, Joe? I wouldn't know how to use the app, mate. <laughs> I couldn't confirm. Can you super like? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. So yeah, I don't know. Do you think? Do you think that would have been good or bad for you going through? I think it might be useful. Yeah, I guess it'll be good. Um, just to see. I guess I think like. If it's using the app and everything, like all those filters, then you don't have to do it yourself. Um, so it would probably be 
easy and more like efficient and takes less time like going through clearing like the whole process and just seeing like which unis you can potentially like look into um so yeah it would be useful i think yeah just having quick options right there <laughs> but i suppose if you said you you had a bit of a backup plan anyway you already had some universities you wanted to phone so do you think that would have swayed you away from phoning those universities if you saw a place there and you're like, you could get onto this course right now, or you could phone five universities? How do you think that would? Um, maybe I'll just, I don't know, add that onto my list of like potentials and just go from there and yeah, just do my own research as well, like into all the different unis. Yeah, that's good. A lot of students think that it's, it's quite a mad rush on clearing, don't they? But the actual application for clearing doesn't open till it's like two or three o'clock on the day. So you really have quite a lot of time to phone lots of different universities in the morning. Like it's one of the things we say to people, isn't it, Matt, just to tr try not to like make snap decisions. And yeah. Don't panic, be calm. It, it's, it's the process with applying through UCAS as well, because everything is digital. Everything is all online, the whole process. So, technically the first time you're ever going to see or speak to someone from the university is either an open day, but then at which point, if, for example, you don't happen to get into that university, the next time you're really going to speak to someone is through the confirmation clearing call centre. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it's, it's kind of that human interaction that might make people a bit more easy and a bit less stressed at that point. Yeah, definitely. Sweet. So we'll almost finish there, but I just want to get everyone's like top tip for clearing and what you would uh, recommend people do or, or something like that, like what you would uh, offer as advice for people. So we'll start with Matt. <laughs> um, <start> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's one of those things on the day. Don't, don't stress, don't fret, don't, you know, there's always something that, um, for example, Plymouth as a university, we will try to do everything we can to sort of get you on the right pathway or, or get you on the right course that you want to follow. So don't stress about it. Um, and like I said, just be calm. It's, it's, it's all right. Things happen for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, yeah, don't stress. Be calm. Um, Christina? I would say definitely make sure your phone is on like full charge um like just charge it the night before because you don't really want it to die mid-core that'd be um that wouldn't be great so yeah just make sure you have um your phone fully charged maybe you have like a notepad and pen or just something to jot things down whilst you're on core as well because yeah you just don't want like little bits of notes everywhere so having everything in one place would be so much easier so yeah um fully charged phone pen and notepad <laughs> nice i like that that's a really good point especially if yeah you're on the phone for like well one of Matt's students an hour and 20 minutes <laughs> and then your phone dies right <laughs> cool and then georgie have you got any top tips yeah i think um definitely having like a paper and pen to just kind of note things down and obviously like we said before don't make any kind of like hurried decisions you can like take a bit of time to think about it because whatever decision you decide, it's going to be for like the next three or four years, depending on if you're doing like a placement year or integrated course. So make sure that you do kind of have a sit down and think about it before you do make a decision. Yeah, 
Nice. So yeah, we've got don't stress and be calm about the day. Make sure your phone's charged, have a notepad and pen. Um, and then yeah, don't make any rush decisions, which I think like having a quick look, they're all the tips that are on UCAS um, website and things like loads of other university websites as well. So three people that have like gone through experience or works in the call center or something like that they're all saying that the website is saying that so they're all really good points to know so yeah i think we'll finish it there thanks for coming on